three. Three wins in a row. Ah, 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 ah. And I'm talking about it on a Wednesday lockdown Celtics. Millie, let's go. Rainy days back with the vengeance. Back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy, most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. That was a uh, pretty terrible count impression and i apologize profusely for it welcome back to the lockdown celtics podcast thank you for making this show part of your daily routine hope you're enjoying it wherever you're going whatever you're doing at the gym in the shower whatever it is at work hope you're enjoying it making your life a little bit better after the boston celtics beat the la clippers 117 112 for their third win in a row i'm john corrales i host this show on a monday through friday basis i cover the team For Boston Sports Journal, go to bostonsportsjournal.com, use the promo code Corrales, sign up for a year subscription, you're going to get $5 off. That works out to be about less than 3 bucks a month. Also, I am the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, a book now available at online booksellers everywhere. Today, the good, the bad, and the Robert Williams. That's our three segments. Going to talk about Rob in segment three, just... He was, I think, the standout performer in all of this. Despite other scoring and big things that happened, Robert Williams really stood out to me. There was some bad, the defense, and a complaint I have about the offense for Jalen Brown. But I'm going to start with the good, the good things that happened in all of this, uh, especially Kemba Walker on top of all of that. This was a back-and-forth night for the Boston Celtics in, in, in the Clippers. They just, no Kawhi. Marcus Morris left in the second quarter. Obviously, those had a huge impact in the game. And it started out as a duel between Jalen Brown and Paul George, and I thought that was going to be an exciting like game-long thing. Paul George continued on to have 20, uh, what do you have? 32 points in this game. Jalen Brown kind of tailed off. And again, talking about that in the second segment. JB finished with 18 on the night. But the uh the Celtics got a Big third quarter from Kemba Walker, who in that quarter had 13 points on four of eight shooting, three of six from three. Fourth quarter was Robert Williams, big, real big in that fourth quarter, did a lot of things. And the key thing in in this game for me was when the Celtics went scoreless for about two and a half minutes. At the 249 mark, they hit their last field goal of the game, and... For about two and a half minutes, they didn't score. And that was that's a drought where that would kill them. And these fourth quarter scoreless droughts are problematic for the Celtics still. But the good part is they only held the Clippers to four in that same stretch. And the, the Clippers could never take advantage of Boston struggling from the field. And that's how the Celtics held off LA and won the game. I don't think the Clippers, like the Clippers are are one of the worst fourth quarter teams as well. That's going to be something that they need to address. Um, but the Celtics will take it. You know, the Celtics are not a great fourth quarter team right now, but they will take it. If I had told you 
at this point, with one game, potentially, now Detroit and Toronto was postponed, so uh, they are going to play tomorrow, and we'll see if this game is actually played tomorrow. If they are, if they do play tomorrow, the Celtics will play on Thursday. they got one game left. If it's not, if it's postponed, then maybe this is the last game before the All-Star break. But regardless, if I told you before the season that Kemba Walker wouldn't be back until January, that Jason Tatum and Robert Williams would both get COVID-19, that Jalen Brown would have tendonitis, that the NBA would take the games that were canceled, postponed because of the COVID outbreak, and jam them into February, forcing four weeks of back-to-backs and no stretches of two days off and a bunch of travel, and that Marcus Smart would miss that entire February schedule. If I told you all of that, starting all of this, and then said, hey, by the end of it, the Boston Celtics are going to be fourth in the East all by themselves, what would you say? Would you take it? Fourth in the East. Five games out of first place. After all of that stuff that I just listed, would you say, oh God, that's a horrible place to be? Because when you lay it out, geez, look at it. Only five games out of first and in the fourth seed by our by themselves? Sign me up. Sign me up. Which goes to show, no matter how circuitous the route if you get to where you need to go, then you got to where you needed to go. And that's it. So whatever route you're trying to get from point A to point B, as long as you get there and get there in time, doesn't matter how many turns you take. doesn't matter if you have to back up. It doesn't matter if you have to pull over and switch drivers. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. Are you getting to where you're going? Are you, are you where you need to be at that point in time? And this, I think, the Celtics... Given all of these things, Kemba's recovery, all of these other things, the injuries, sign me up. The Celtics are in fourth place right now. They, they're there because of their, these performances against the Clippers. And again, I thought the Celtics generally played well defensively, eh. but offensively, Robert Williams was fantastic. Now, I'm not going to get too deep into Robert Williams because the whole third segment's about Robert Williams. But I do want to share this little tidbit right now. I was going back through the past few games. The first bucket in, in each of his last eight games has been a dunk. In six of those games, it's been an alley-oop. So the first bucket, as soon as, as, soon as he gets in, they're alley-ooping. They're lobbing that shit up for him. <laughs> they're just, here you go. Go get it. Uh, and even one of those dunks was actually a lob from Daniel Tice that that Rob didn't jump for. He just caught it and then dunked it. But it was kind of a lob. So the, the Celtics love, love, love throwing that ball up towards the rim and just kind of seeing if... Rob can go get it. And most of the times, almost every time, he does. All right, Kemba in this game was fantastic. He's another one of the good 25 points on 8 of 19 shooting, 6 of 12 from 3, 3 of 4 from the line, team high 6 assists, 4 rebounds, 
Just one turnover. Just a beautiful game from Kemba Walker. That third quarter was Kemba carrying the team, and he's he's basically playing like old Kemba. Like Kemba is, we it's he's back. He's back. Let's definitively definitively say he's out there. The knee does not look like it's an issue. That's not to say it won't become an issue. I don't know long term. They're trying to keep it under, you know, under control, but. I can say with some confidence now that all of the people crying about Kemba Walker overreactions. You 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 overreacted too early. You didn't let the guy come back and go through his actual progression of recovery and getting past minutes restrictions and working his way back into a rotation. And I told you to wait. And people still wanted to cry about it, and now Kemba's looking good. He's looking like, kind of like old Kemba. This Kemba is good. And I saw like Tim Bontemps had a story on ESPN and talking to rival executives, and one of them was like, "Oh God, I'm so surprised that Kemba is not, you know, didn't come back and play well, considering how he played in the bubble." Look, what moronic executive is saying that and not aware of what? Kemba was coming back from like is is that really a person in charge what, what which executive what level of executive was that person because I'm betting it was on like a bad team somewhere it had to be how can a person in the NBA know what's happening in the NBA and say stupid stuff like that I, I just if if that if that was a person from a good team, then that person must not have any basketball input. That's all I got to say. Because one of the dumbest things that I read, not not Tim's piece, that quote, like I just the people who were so overly critical of Kemba, just let him get back to, let's just let him work himself back into this. And this is what we're seeing. We're starting to see that. The Celtics slept in their own beds, as Brad Stevens said, for the past five nights. They're actually, like, refreshed. They look okay. And this is the result. Kemba looks good. Also in the good, Jalen Brown for at least the first half. Now, he was 8 of 14 in this game, 18 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. And it is pretty obvious that the knee is bothering him. He even said it after the game. Like, he... He, at the same time, didn't want to make it as an excuse because no one on the Celtics wants to make any excuses, but he was asked about, hey, did you consider being in the dunk contest? And he was like, basically, my body won't let me be in the dunk contest, is what he said. You know, it would have been nice to put on a show in front of my hometown Atlanta people, but body won't let me do it. So he's in the three-point shootout. By the way, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, both in the three-point shootout. So my money's on Jalen Brown. Of those two, I think he's going to go further. Because Tatum's got that slow, long, slow release. I don't think it's, I don't think it's contest. I don't think it's a three-point shootout kind of shot. I think Jalen can get into more of a rhythm. But that's an aside. Um, pretty obvious that Jalen Brown, the knee is bothering him. And so that's something that needs to be kept in check. Hopefully he doesn't get any breakaways in the... All-star game. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, also good in this game. And, in fact, the whole bench, 
made contributions. Pritchard's 14 points, four of seven shooting from three was huge. He also had three assists, a couple of rebounds. But Pritchard needed this shooting night because he's been struggling with his shot. And some of the threes that he's taking are just ridiculously like he's gonna he's he's working his way out to the logo if he can get that stuff down then that changes Pritchard's kind of scoring ceiling a little bit but he needed some of these threes to fall and they did fall the bench overall did a great job um Pritchard was five of eight Shemi was two of five two of three from three Rob was two of five uh, four or five uh, in the game even Jeff Teague in 13 minutes was two of two and was a general positive. The whole bench, the whole bench did a good job. Now, I'm going to talk about some of the bad stuff and continue the conversation about Jalen Brown in in the bad because not that he was bad. It's like I think the Celtics need to do more when he's rolling to just to kind of get him going. And that that's going to be an interesting thing I think that shakes out as the Celtics season moves forward. Something to watch for in the second half of the season. March is National Sleep Month, thankfully for me, because it's March and I need some sleep. I'm recording this at 2.30 in the morning. That's what happens on these Tuesday night game nights. So I'm going to go and check out my friends at CBDMD because they know how to help get a good night's sleep. They've got dozens of options to help you relax, recharge, and enhance your nighttime routine. There's nothing more calming than a nice hot bath. And they've got CBD bath salts that fuse superior CBD with a mixture of Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience. You can choose from lavender or eucalyptus scents or soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. And while CBD bath bombs provide a refreshing, relaxing bath experience by combining 100 milligrams of CBD with essential oils, Epsom salt, and calming natural scents to help you soak the day away. To make it even easier to relax, regroup, and recharge, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Be sure to follow our social channels, LO Celtics on Twitter and Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Hey, make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On Today podcast on today's show. Two of the top teams in the Western Conference battle it out before the All-Star break. Will the Suns and Lakers meet again in the Western Conference finals? Not if Devin Booker gets thrown out like he has been. Uh, um, Just... Listen to Locked On NBA, you'll know what we're talking about there if you haven't seen the Devin Booker ejection. But also, get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Bad things that happened in this win over the Clippers. I'll start with the defense. Uh, I think the defense is is still a mess. And I think that was pretty obvious in the Celtics allowing the Clippers to shoot almost 50%. Uh, from the field and almost 50% from three, 47.5% from three. They they didn't foul, which is good. Eight of nine from the free throw line for the Clippers. But also, it's probably bad because they weren't close enough to these guys to foul. A lot of these shots 
were not exactly contested shots. The Celtics' defense uh, was scrambling a lot. Brad Stevens talked the other day about rotating defense versus scrambling defense, and they are scrambling a lot. You can tell when they're scrambling when there's two ways to tell that they're scrambling. One, when a guy is running past or flying past a, a shooter, you know, the, the Clippers would get an open three-pointer and one of the Celtics would be running so hard at him that he has to try to challenge it and he just flies on by. Little up fake, boom, the guy's gone. And then the guy just sidesteps and shoots it. You can't be flying past these guys because if he doesn't sidestep and shoot it, he drives and now the defender is three feet past the three-point line, and the guy with the ball is at the free-throw line, and it becomes a five-on-four. And that's where the scrambling happens, because two guys then see a person in their area. It almost becomes a sort of zone-like reaction, where two guys are equidistant from a player, and they both see him, and they feel like they have to both go to him. They, they're not going to check with each other. They don't, <laughs> they don't have time to be like, you're going to go? No, you can go. I'll I'll go next time. Like that's not going to happen. They both like, "Oh shit. Boom, there's a shooter. Go." That causes a lot of scrambling because either way, you become uh what's known in hockey as the odd man rush. That you you have that 4 on 3, 5 on 4 type of situation for a few seconds and in the NBA, all it takes is a couple of seconds because once those two guys fly by, pass, pass, layup. Pass, pass, open three-pointer. Like, the passing happens quickly. Within two seconds, they have an open shot. Celtics' defense is scrambling too much. Now, Marcus Smart coming back is going to help, and the good news is that Marcus Smart should be back soon. In fact, Brad Stevens kind of said that it could happen. It could happen some point right after the All-Star break. And he said, quote, I think we'll practice the Wednesday before we play Brooklyn. And then we've got a couple of days before we play again. We'll probably practice all three of those days, which would be a little unusual, but that would give Smart even more of a chance to practice. So it's possible that Marcus Smart will be ready once the All-Star break is over, that Smart will be available to practice. We'll see. We'll talk to them after that. Hopefully we'll get word. But, if Marcus Smart comes back, then that's going to help a lot because not only is he a better individual defender, as I've said multiple times on this podcast, it allows him to kind of organize people and he can kind of get guys' heads right in the game while the game's going on. So that, that's a huge thing that, that's going to help. And hopefully Romeo Langford is back soon. He knows what he's supposed to be doing. And then... That gives the Celtics another switchable wing guy, so you don't have to rely on rotations quite as much. It's possible that the Celtics will have some answer for this problem. Also bad, in the third quarter, I saw a ton. Now, Kemba did have a great third quarter. Kemba was looking for his offense in the third quarter. I saw a ton of Jalen Brown standing in the corner. And when Jalen Brown finally did get the ball, he did what anybody in... His situation after a hot first half would do not getting the ball. You say, shit, I don't feel like I'm going to get the ball back if I give it up. So I better shoot this. Because he had 
a great first half. I think he had, what, 16 in the first half? Yeah, 16 on 7 of 9 shooting, 2 of 2 from 3. He was blistering hot in the first half. He and and Paul George were, were battling it out. And you come out of the half and... Kemba is doing his thing, and it's basically Kemba and, Jay- and Jason Tatum, and they weren't even looking at Jalen Brown. Like Jalen Brown barely got any touches, and that's a problem. That is a problem, and it's hard to figure out exactly what the solution is because here here's everything that's in play in that moment in the third quarter. You have a Jalen Brown who was your best scorer, who was red hot, not touching the ball, okay? B, Kemba Walker in the third quarter on his way to a 13.4 of 8 third quarter. So he's finding his offense. But also you have Jason Tatum, who at that point in the third quarter – didn't score, only took one shot, and was struggling from the field. So how do we rectify this? How do the Celtics rectify this? How do you, you've got one star who's cold. This is like the uh, Little Red Riding Hood, the porridge, the bowls of porridge. (laughs) One was too hot, one was too cold, and one was just right. And how do you rectify this in in the game. Well, I go back to finding ways to get all three of them involved in the same offense. Because if you if you put two shooters out there with those guys, and maybe Marcus Smart coming back can help, but also maybe getting some help on the wing. If you put a shooter out there with them, with those three guys, and Daniel Tice, or another shooter, maybe you go small, whatever. If Jalen Brown doesn't have to be one of the floor spacers, then Jalen Brown can be above the free throw line, working with Tatum and working with Kemba. So some of this is personnel based, but however it works out, the Celtics can't just keep Jalen Brown just back to last year's Jalen Brown in the corner waiting to catch and shoot. Because even though he might, you might be able to tell him, look, when Marcus comes back and when Romeo comes back and, and maybe when we can use Neith Smith a little bit more, maybe that, that we can change things for you. So just please be patient. But at the same time, the, that patience runs out. So I, I'm just, uh, I don't want th- that to happen. But how do you mix Kemba getting hot, Tatum being cold and searching for his offense, and and Jalen Brown trying to be like, get me just give me a couple of shots here because maybe I can get hot too. I think I'll just repeat myself. I think Jalen Brown as a pick setter would be a good thing. And again. Because of the personnel, the pick setter has to be the big, and the pick setter has to be Tristan Thompson, you know, 
or Daniel Tice, when they're not playing double big, when they're playing single big and it's Daniel Tice who can space out to a corner, or if they're playing small with Grant Williams and it's Grant Williams plus another shooter or maybe even Marcus Smart who finds himself in the corners. Maybe Kemba, Jalen, Jason play off of each other and run screens for one another. And and you do all sorts of different, I'm not going to go down all the different ways you can play with three guys above there, but you know, you're the horn sets and you've got just different possibilities from up there where all three of those guys can be interchangeable. So all of that is to say the Celtics have a problem and I think there are ways to fix it coming up, but it does highlight how much the Celtics need to fix their personnel and get other guys on the floor and and change like the lineups that they have. It's hard when you start the third quarter, when you've got to go double big, you've got to play Tristan Thompson, you've got to play Daniel Tice, because playing those guys is how you get Robert Williams minutes and how you keep Tristan Thompson somewhat happy. Like All of that stuff comes into play. You can't just sit Tristan Thompson and be like, screw it, you're sitting, forget it. You can't, because he's going to be disruptive. You don't want that guy kind of sounding off and getting a bunch of DMPs and people like me saying, hey, Tristan, you know, after after he finally plays, like, what's it like getting five DMPs? And Tristan Thompson being like, I don't like it. <laughs> I hate that. And that, that becoming a story. So there's so many different complicated things when it comes to the NBA about all of this stuff. But regardless, what I saw in the second in the uh, second half, the third quarter, with Tatum forcing it and and really looking for his offense and Kemba getting hot, it kind of left Jalen as the odd man out. And so that that's just something that can't happen much much more. Up next, Robert Williams and his impact on the game, which I thought was just fantastic. If you head on over to BuiltBar.com, you're going to see pretty soon a very unique thing that they're doing. They're going to put together a bracket, a March Madness style bracket of flavors at BuiltBar.com. So they're going to start throughout the month of March with playing rounds, the round of 16, the round of 8, a Final Four, and a championship bar. Okay? So we're looking at the top seeds. I don't know who the top seeds of these bars are going to be, but my favorites, peanut butter with 180 calories, 19 grams of protein, and five five grams of sugar. That's my number one. Peanut butter is a classic flavor. That is definitely a one seed for me. My other one seed, and you can see what things I, I like. Salted caramel is a great flavor. I love the taste of salted caramel. The salt with the chocolate and the sweet, my God, it's fantastic. Love it. Mint brownie is my other, my third, because when I was growing up, I loved mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip ice cream was my favorite. So I like that combination. As well, I think that's a, a great, a great flavor. I think that's a, a very easy one seed. And then for my final one, 
the orange is, I think this is a, a surprise one seed, but the orange, I like the, I like the chocolate and the orange. It's a great, it's a great flavor combination. I don't know what they're going to have for their top seeds, but all of them are winners to me because I've been buying built bars on my own. I got a new box coming and with the promo code locked on 20, you'll get 20% off at builtbar.com. You can go check out those flavors that I mentioned or check them out for your, whatever ones you want to get on, on builtbar.com. Locked on 20 is the promo code. You're going to get 20% off every time you use it at built bar. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, NBA, college basketball, NHL. It's all there. In-game betting, prop bets, uh, if you want to bet on something else, TV shows, reality shows, award shows, all of that. Uh, they've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And you can go sign up for free at Bet Online with the promo code Locked On. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. Whatever you drop in there, 100 you're going to get 50 bucks. 200 100 bucks. That's your welcome bonus. 50% off. 50% of your first deposit with the promo code Locked On at Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts, please gamble responsibly. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Celtics wherever you get podcasts or follow us on Spotify. March Madness only a few weeks away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. So get a head start on this year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. It's a podcast from draft guru Chad Ford, and he's released his Big Board 2.0 with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast wherever you get your podcast. Robert Williams was great in this game. I thought Robert Williams was a huge impact. He came out for a couple minutes late in the fourth quarter, and everybody online was losing their damn minds. He quickly went back in. Don't worry, Brad saw it too. It was just a rest. But Rob, in the fourth quarter, six points, five rebounds, three assists. So overall, 13 points, eight rebounds, four assists, three blocks, one turnover in this game. But so much of that came in the fourth quarter. Six of his 13 points, five of his eight rebounds, three of his four assists. In fact, two of those assists went to Tatum, for a three and a reverse layup. So Tatum scored seven points in that quarter. And five of those were assisted by Robert Williams. One of his three blocks in that quarter as well. Robert Williams in that quarter was was great. And obviously I talked to uh, I talked about the 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 lob stuff earlier. That guys just cannot resist throwing the lobs. And it's funny, I asked Kemba Walker about it after the game and I said, how much fun is it to throw Rob those lobs? As soon as I asked him, you can see the smile, even through his mask, you can see his eyes start to squint. He was just, he was like, Oh man, that's the best. I love it. (laughs) They're just, it's so much fun to just say, Oh, there's Rob. I'm going to throw it in the general vicinity of the basket and you know he's just going to float up towards the rim and and finish the play. It's it's amazing. It's hard to throw him a bad lob. Although I'm sure Terry Rozier could do it. 
because he was good at that. But it's hard for this team to throw him a bad lob. But it's not just the lobs. It's not just the dunks. And those have been great. And let me explain why those are great. They're not just highlights. When we talk about vertical spacing, he draws a defender. We talk about spacing out on the perimeter, right? Where they draw a defender out closer to them. Well, when Rob is rolling, he's taking that defender with him, which opens up that middle of the paint. So when you see Kemba going into the middle of the lane or any any wing, any guard going into the middle of the lane, and Rob is rolling, that defender, that big, has to make a decision. And that decision is, do I stay with him? Do I step up and stop the drive? Now, sometimes guys can really do a good job. Like There are, there are great defenders in the NBA who can jab or, or slide or who are quick and understand tendencies and know that if you do a certain thing, the Celtics really want to throw that lob. So you do it knowing that you're going to get back. You're not, you're not really contesting. You're showing a contest, but you're really getting back so you can get a, a fingertip on that lob. You got to get maybe a little bit more than a fingertip on it, actually, because Rob's going to finish it anyway. But that's what the vertical spacing is. He's drawing guys towards him, and it's allowing players to get into the paint. And when you're in the paint, then the entire defense collapses. Like I wrote the other day, a couple days ago on Boston Sports Journal, when I did the Kemba Walker breakdown, there's a, there's a slide in there that shows all five guys when they were playing the Wizards. All five guys when Kemba was in the middle of the paint, looking at Kemba Walker. None of them were looking at any of the four players, the other four players who are on the floor, which means when you get into the paint, that opens up all these other opportunities. And if Rob is con- is occupying one of those defenders, and that guy's like trying to figure, th- that's just a weak spot in everything. And it just allows the entire offense to kind of progress through everything and get good shots. But it's not just the dunks for Rob. One thing I've noticed over the past few nights is he is playing with a a force, like a ferocity. The rebounds that he's grabbing are strong rebounds. It's not just like little tips and, you know, let me just grab that. He's ripping these rebounds down. Go back to the Indiana game. He, at the, at the end, because he was in down the stretch there too, couple of really good box outs on, on DeMontis Sabonis, got down low, got up, ripped those rebounds, and held on to them. Like, he is strong. He is, he is attacking. He wants that ball. He's getting to the ball. He's making plays on top of just being much more sound fundamentally. Like he's not having those breakdowns that he used to have. The ones that I criticize him for a ton, those are mostly going away. So now it's allowed him to make these incredible defensive plays. He had one block in this game. I don't even know how it happened. He started up by the elbow. I forget who it was that had the ball that shot it. Rob kind of went past him, but reached back with his hand and blocked it. It was an insane play. One of the more athletic plays 
that you're going to see. It doesn't make sense, but he can do it. But he's, he's attacking the ball. Like he's defensively, he's, he's, he's playing strong. And that's, that's just important. Like, and I think that's a bit of confidence. After the game, Jalen Brown said, we, we still like to challenge him game to game to be locked in defensively. But in terms of where he started to where he's now, the sky's the limit. He's going to continue to get better. And the more we put him on the floor, I think the better he's going to get. And it's true. I think that, I think that Robert Williams has certainly played his way into the, the heavy rotation. I think when you look at the, 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 the first half stats, you see Tristan Thompson, Daniel Tice. Tristan plays 11-15, Daniel Tice plays 16 and a half. In the second half, Daniel Tice down to 849 and Thompson down to 10. But Robert Williams plays almost 12 minutes in the second half. And in the first half, 945. So the minutes are going other places late. And Tice and Thompson have to play together. And I just, I don't know how this is going to shake out for the rest of the season. I don't know if all three guys are going to be here for the rest of the season. There's a growing part of me that wonders. And it's just wondering, just because I'm wondering if Danny Ainge signed Tristan Thompson to the $9 million in an effort to have a contract that was worth that much in order to trade it. And that's just me guessing, but in in thinking through everything, the only other contract that's in that range is Marcus Smart, who's at 14. And if the Celtics aren't going to use the traded player exception, and if they are trying to stay below the luxury tax, which is $132 million, then the hard cap of 138 shouldn't really matter, right? So if Tristan Thompson's making 9 point, was it 9.3 this year, a little bit less than that. Between him and some of the other guys, that's a tradable contract. It's only one more year. It's not like it's a four or five year deal. Just wonder if maybe possibly that Tristan Thompson was was brought on to have that level money to move. Or if Robert Williams emergence has made that so. You know, like I'm sure I'm sure Danny Ainge when he signs everybody considers the possibility of that person having to be traded. So I don't know, I just want to throw it out there. With Rob emerging, I know he's got a hip thing and that seems to be doing okay, but with Rob emerging and Daniel Tice being good, especially at 5 million dollars, I just wonder if you trade Tristan Thompson plus other pieces in that deadline deal, you save the traded player exception. And if you need some insurance, 
You get one of the bigs that's bought out. Hell, no one's trading for Andre Drummond. And if Andre Drummond gets bought out, and if Tristan Thompson gets moved, then Andre Drummond at a couple million dollars of, I don't know if they've got the biannual exception left. I think they do, which is $3 million. Depending on how the, the trade deadline moves, maybe if you can get Andre Drummond at the discounted rate of a few million dollars, then that as a backup could be something that works. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. It's late and I'm tired and I'm delirious, but I'm just saying Robert Williams has been really good and there might be something out there uh, that a situation that, I don't know, that we might not have seen coming. Because Danny Ainge is good at that. Things we didn't see coming. I'm going to wrap it up. Be back tomorrow for more of the Lockdown Celtics podcast, a Monday through Friday show. So if you're new and you're still here, hopefully that means you're going to subscribe and uh, stick around for a while. I hope you do. Regular listeners, five-star rating would be great. A good written review would be amazing. Please share the podcast as well. Tell your friends that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics the number one Boston Celtics podcast on the planet.